All right, what's up, everybody? I'm Mason, a.k.a. Amiglos. And I'm Kyle, a.k.a. Mr. Space Heater, and today we have a wonderful guest. I'm Mordo, also known as Mr. Mordo85. And we are scanning in to Touchface Podcast Level 16. So today we are here with Mordo, uh, our special guest, and Kyle, of course, and myself. So welcome, Mordo. Thank you for having me. So yeah. uh, before we get going, why don't we kind of excuse me, talk about uh, where people can find your stuff, uh, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so um, as I mentioned, I'm Mordo. Uh, I'm from England, as you can probably guess from my accent. Um, all my stuff is viewable on my channel, which is MrMordo85. Uh, I also have a DeviantArt, and I also have a Twitter, which is at JWeaver85. Uh, feel free to follow me, ask me any questions if you want to know anything about my customs. One happy to help. <laughs> nice. Cool. Awesome. All right, so uh, we'll get this. God, I cannot talk tonight. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we'll kick it's like it off. 2 a.m. Like, here, by the way, so I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. Well, it's like 8:30. It was 9 o'clock here, but you know, I was like, I was wondering. I was like, how is he able to do this? Because <laughs> um, I know it was a weird time for you. But uh, thanks for coming. Um, no worries. Right, so, yeah, let's kick it off with uh, customs of the week, and we're gonna feature some of uh, Mordo's. Uh, particular, in particular, we're gonna do his Pop Princess Peach, which is. A really interesting piece. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Right, so with the uh, Pop Princess Peach, I basically had a uh, spare Smash uh, Mario Party Peach, and <laughs> it took a lot of work to actually get the dress separated from her top half. It took a lot of work. I basically got rid of it and then sculpted everything from the waist downwards, uh, the legs, everything on there. Uh, the little spotlights on the bottom are a few plastic bits from my old... Um, 40k sets, because I used to paint uh, 40k stuff. And, yeah, just basically sculpted on top of that, and I thought it came out really pretty. <laughs> it did, though. I was yeah. looking at it right out of my phone. Well, in the shading and stuff, like on the hair, did you do shading on the hair as well? I did, yeah. Yeah, like, the shading is great on that, and then, you know, the mics are cool, and it, the sculpting is just super clean. Just, the legs look perfect. Like, it's insane. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, honestly, though, I um, I was using um, paper clips to actually make the bones, and I actually had to double up because <laughs> by the time I'd actually finished actually fitting them down, uh -huh. one would just magically bend. So I ended up having to do that, and luckily, the the little mini skirt that I made mm -hmm. it hit a lot of the atrocious sort of bits where it connected. Luckily, <laughs> nice, well worked out. Yeah, oh, yeah, it looks great. It really it does. The other customs we want to mention of his, uh, he d is working... Or actually, have you finished? I think you have finished the entire Overwatch character roster. Uh, currently, I have three. Uh, I okay. have Lucio, which uh, I've made from a Shock Amiibo, which I've got here. Uh, I've got... Uh, recently, I've done the uh, Soldier 76 out of a Meta Knight. 
And oh. my personal favourite, I did a Junkrat, which is one of the ones that I, uh, one of the characters I really liked. And as you can see, he's probably he's made from a Diddy Kong. <laughs> Slick. That's cool. Um, and the so are you to plan on doing the rest of them? Uh, eventually, yeah. I mean, I, I will give props where they do. I was just seeing how all the all the other customizers, such as Ganda Chris, AK, uh, uh, Kickhash, they're all using the um, Zero Suit Samus to make the ladies, such as Tracer and uh, a lot of Widowmakers. I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to do someone that no one's tried. So I basically had a spare Shulk and decided I was going to use Lucio because I just thought the, yeah, no one's done him yet, so why not? <laughs> right. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of them, for sure. Um, I haven't actually played Overwatch yet, because, as I've mentioned in the past many, many podcasts, I have a huge backlog of games. And now with Pokemon Go, I have an even larger one. Um, I can honestly say it takes, a lot, it takes a lot of my time, like when I'm traveling back and forth to work, I'll have my phone on me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into Pokemon Go in a little bit. But uh, the final custom of yours that I really want to mention... Uh, because I mentioned it in a previous podcast, and I couldn't remember who did it, and it's a really cool one, is the Kimono Isabel that you did. Um, and I really love that one. You know, I'm not a big Animal Crossing fan, but that's I just like that one for some reason. It's it's a really nicely done custom. Thank you. <laughs> so, so the it was the pink one. Was it the Cherry Blossom Viewing, or was it the blue one, the one that I did for a giveaway? The blue one is the one that I saw that I really was like, that's the one. Yeah, I gave that away on my birthday. Uh, basically, I thought I'd share the love and do a giveaway. And yeah, I, I'm just glad that the person who actually got it—they sent me a picture when it arrived, and they were just dead chuffed that they had it. And I was, That's I was awesome. loving just the response, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it looks really good. Um, I'm I'm watching it spin very slowly in the GIF you sent me. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, um, those are. But the Pop Princess Peach is the custom of the week for us this week. But definitely go check out the rest of his work. Um, like we said, the Overwatch Amiibo are great, as well as the uh, Kimono Isabels and all the other stuff he's done. And he's an artist on the Amalgamibo 2.0 as well. So, yep. <laughs> uh, and he, I've, I saw his piece. Kyle was on 1.0, um, which is we're still waiting on that final piece, by the way. Um, still. <laughs> two months later, um, they told the the people that are doing the final piece told me they are in the process of moving, and so oh yep, mm. which which is true. I know they're not like lying or anything, but it's taken them a while to get it done. Um, so and I was like, okay, if you just told me you were moving, I would have been like, okay, like I understand, like moving <laughs> is pain in the butt and like. Helpful. Yeah, and so I was like, I, I just wish you told me that, so I would have been like, oh, okay, because I kept they kept saying, oh, it'll be out next week, oh, it'll be out this week, and I was like, but where is it? And if they just told me, hey, we're moving, you know, we're not gonna be able to get it out for like a month, I would have been like, okay, that's whatever, I understand. Um, anyway, but supposedly it, the piece is done; it just has to be mailed. So whenever it gets here, we'll finish 1.0. Um, but but yeah, we're we're very close. <laughs> And uh, and I'll show you one uh, 1.0 at the end, Mordo, um, when we're done recording. Awesome. Because it's it's really cool. Um, it's very cool. So, anyway, um, I guess why don't we throw it to Kyle now for some amiibo news? 
Woo! Meme news. You know, if we're not doing this in two weeks, there really is not a whole lot, which is sad. But hopefully that means there's a lot coming. But we obviously know that tomorrow Marie and Callie are dropping, which is exciting because they're the ones that everyone actually wants. They want something different because as we were confirmed, all the alternate inklings we have coming out are doing that. The exact same thing that the originals did, which we kind of speculated on past episodes. We thought we had heard it was for sure, but it was confirmed, and that's just a lot of potential just gone. We can, even new costumes. Like, like maybe some new prizes or something. Yeah. But it's all right. That means people that didn't get the original can get this one, even though the old ones are still available online. But I'm not going to talk about that. It's none of my business. And in stores. Literally, I was in games <laughs> that afternoon, and they were there. I'd if uh, we didn't get the truck stolen again in England, like when the first <laughs> triple pack came. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you guys didn't get the triple pack because the truck got stolen. Yeah, an entire truckload of Amiibo missing. <laughs> Which is crazy. Well, in, what's crazy about that is that they never showed back up, like, on the black market either. No. Like... Like on eBay, I never saw him anywhere. It was another uh, Rosaline incident. Someone just blew that truck up somewhere. We don't know where. We're just gone. Sky no, high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue with our Amiibo news. The other juicy Amiibo news is there are three new Monster Hunter Amiibo coming, even though sadly it's only in Japan. It's just nice to see that they are continuing with that, meaning that maybe it will eventually come this way because I want to set those up. I'm not even a Monster Hunter guy, and I just want to set them up with all the... Extra yeah. accessories. That's so cool. Very beautiful. Yeah, they look really good, too. So I can't... Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're expanding that line, I cannot imagine they won't bring that to the U.S. Right. eventually. Yeah. One of the things that I've got to say we, we've got to appreciate as well is the fact that Nintendo are up in their game and the amount of detail they're putting into them. I mean, if you've ever seen the uh, Wolf Link in person as well, just the yeah. so subtle details in the fur and everything like that... I actually, I really want to see what these Monster Hunter look like because I can imagine every detail looking amazing. Right, like the scales and everything, just <sighs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. All right. Um. So, and one final bit of Amiibo news. Uh, the Amiibo. mystery CPSIAs that got issued a little bit before E3. Um. That we reported on. We were like, maybe there's there was two of them, and we were like, well, maybe they're like two new Amiibo or something. Um, and even at E3, they never confirmed what those were. Well, right. it turns out they were the Pokemon Go Plus and wristband. Um, <laughs> so uh, they were not Amiibo in the slightest. They were the Pokemon Go wristbands. Oh, that stinks. I mean, yeah. it's cool, but it stinks. Yeah. It so, stinks in the sense that we don't even know what the... Like, we know what the bracelet does, but we really don't know a lot of details about the bracelet. All right, no, 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 we do. Um, and actually, this is thanks to uh, Josue and uh, Poke Steel, which is uh, Amiibo Steel's new branch. Uh, they're doing all like constant updates. Like literally today, every ten minutes, he was posting an update as to whether uh, Pokemon Go was on or servers were down or whatever. And we'll deal with that in a minute. But um, so like every ten minutes, he was posting that stuff. It was awesome. Um, and so, you know, because of that, I was able to catch all sorts of cool stuff. But uh, check, definitely uh, follow them. It's at PokeSteel, um, spelled j- just the way it sounds. Um, and definitely follow them for all of the, ami- or uh, not Amiibo, Pokemon Go news and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, definitely check them out. They're already almost up to 2,000 subscribers, not subscribers, 2,000 followers on Twitter in literally oh, yeah. two days. Um, I got to post in my Pokemon Friends group because they'll all probably follow right off the bat too. Yeah. yeah so the group's taking off. Um, it's pretty awesome. 
So um, what they posted about the wristband was that so when a Pokemon's nearby, it will light up, I believe, green in the center. Yeah. And so you, you then press it, and it will turn blue, and then um, if you've caught the Pokemon, it'll do like a rainbow flash thing. Um, and if it's if you miss, it turns red, and that indicates that the Pokemon got away. Okay. Um, One question. Sure. App has to be open, open and like logged, or can the app does it have to be completely open? Does it have to be open and in the background, or can it be completely shut? I, be- I believe the app has to be in the background, and you have to have Bluetooth enabled. From okay, what awesome. I read, that's, that's my understanding as well. But just one of the confirmation. I've been yeah, lost but- all day. But the problem currently is if you have the app open, and yes, I know the Go Plus isn't out, so hopefully they roll out an update. But like, if you have the app open or whatever on your phone, and you know you get it going or whatever, if you put it in the background, a lot of times it will like glitch out and log you out. Yes, and I, don't I have noticed that, the same thing. And I don't know if that's an issue with like. <laughs> the frickin' like servers going down or if it's the app itself glitching out or what, but I was gonna try to boot it up and show what I'm talking about. What yeah. I have um, heard is there is a update scheduled for July 31st, which makes sense because that's the day the bracelet comes out. So I hope that's true because that'd be nice. There's a lot yeah. of bugs. Yeah, and it would also save us a lot of uh, battery life as well, let's face it. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I think 10 minute journey from my workplace to home and I think it got rid of like 30% of my battery by the time I got home just because I was yeah. constantly swiping catching. <laughs> yeah, the average lifespan is about 20 to 30 minutes before it eats all your battery down to less than 20%, which is insane. Yeah. yeah. I have an extra battery pack I've been charging and carrying with me so I can get like that extra 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and there's actually uh, there's some guy... Uh, took one of the Pokeball toys that you know has little minifigures in it and installed a, a portable charger inside of it so he can keep the Pokeball plugged into his phone while he travels. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh, clever, clever man. Yeah, and literally two days after the... You know, and it's funny, is the app technically isn't launched yet. Um, right. They, you know, it's, it's out pretty much worldwide, but they haven't made a formal announcement saying, hey, Pokemon Go is available, like like the Pokemon at Pokemon Go app, I think, is the official Twitter or whatever. You know, they've sent out a few things, and they're tweeting about it, but, like, they're not. They right, haven't... they showed an announcement trailer today, but they didn't technically announce it. They just were like, here's this trailer, check this out, and we're like, we're playing it. Right this now, going to exist. <laughs> yeah, and so like I was like kind of surprised that the that either Niantic or the Pokemon Company weren't like, "Hey, check out Pokemon Go. You've been waiting for it for months. It's available. Check it my, out. Download it." Theory, my theory was is look at how much it blew up the social media sphere on everything. They didn't need to advertise because everyone was talking about it as soon as it came out in Australia. And my theory as to why it's even in the U.S. is because so many of us hacked the regions on our Apple devices and on our Androids to get it, that they're like, well, half of them are already using it. We might as well open the server that they've already overloaded anyways. <laughs> like, that was the, I was just theorizing that. Maybe they were going to drop it in America no matter what, but it seemed like most people I knew were already finding a way to get it. Well, so somebody like, dropped a .apk file, which is mm-hmm. an app 
an app package, basically, and it's what installs the app on your phone. Um, and it, there was links to it all over the place, and people were like, don't download it. It could have a bug in it. It could have viruses, whatever. I was like, I don't care. I want this app. Pretty much. So I downloaded it. I didn't have any issues. Um, what was funny, though, is before they, like, officially released it, like, you couldn't download... Before you could download it in the U.S. App Store, um, and I think it just released, like, this morning in Europe. I don't remember, um, but... Uh, so when I downloaded it and I booted it up, you know, the servers were working for the most part. Um, they weren't really having issues quite yet because not everybody was on. But all I could find was Ratata, Pidgey, and the starter that I chose. Um, and so I'm wondering if for, if maybe a beta, a beta tester could confirm, but I'm thinking maybe that they limited the number of Pokemon in the beta that were actually available. Mm. I've got a theory because obviously with myself, I've been playing it for the last two and a half days myself. Mm. And like you said, when I first started, all I could find were Rattata, Pidgey, and a couple of Magikarps because I live near uh, River. So <laughs> for some Makes reason, sense. tons of Magikarps. But then recently, like today, I've been see- seeing things such as uh, Pidgeots, uh, Magnemites, Gastlys. I really want a Gastly because it's because... Uh, I got a Pokemon. Gastly. Yeah, me yeah. too. Ghost Pokemon... Always my favorite. I've got like three boxes worth on my DS. <laughs> Just I, I hate to blow both of you guys out of the water, but by about noon yesterday, someone in Kentucky, an Instagram user, found a Pidgeot in the wild already. He had posted it online. And people yep. were finding... My friend found a Rhyhorn yesterday morning, like when they were getting them all legally. So I don't know if maybe by then they had cut that off or what. But I don't know. I was jealous because everyone that I knew was finding amazing Pokemon, and I was like you guys, plus a couple... Um, Oh my gosh, there are so many Venonats in Paris in my neighborhood. I've got a as well in the wild, I call you today. <laughs> okay, um, I've, I've found lots of Pidgeotto, but no Pidgeots. Um, so currently, my best catch is Scyther. Nice. I managed to catch uh, uh, attack, like this combat power is like essentially like their level, I guess. It's, I haven't actually gotten a battle yet at a gym or anything. I was, I was going to. I was at a gym, parked after work, and I was like, okay, I'm going to fight this gym, and it was uh, some dude with like a ratata trying to defend it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to wipe the floor with this guy. Right. Um, and, I, I pressed, and I pressed battle, and I chose my Pokemon, and it started loading, and then servers crashed. And I was like, ah. Oh. So, um, we but, found a yes. major glitch with gyms today, actually. Um, not every gym is like this, but there's one near me and there's one a couple blocks from my friend in Chicago where no matter how many times you go back or battle or servers are fine, because now they're fine in my area, they're perfect, so I went back just before the podcast to go to this gym, and no matter what, you'll get down to the last tiniest percentage of red, and the game won't freeze, you can still move your Pokemon, you can't switch them out, you can still attack, but it doesn't do anything, and it just sits there, and you can't back out, you can't run, you have to restart the app. I did it ten times before I said, I'm going home. I need, and it's only the one gym, because I took another one in town two blocks down and took that one over. Huh. And I was like, well, so one problem, one problem I'm having um, is that there are no Pokestops even close to me. Like, it, so, or where I work. I have to drive a good five minutes from where I live or where I work to find a Pokestop. Huh. And that's, like, that's actually a, very surprising, if you don't mind me yeah. saying. I mean, yeah. um, I live in Nottingham uh, of England, and uh, basically where I am, every pub, every church is a Poke stop. So I'm there, and I'll hit like 20 on my walk back home. 
I was going to well, say, I live in the middle of nowhere, and we have four and five in town. One of them is the town clock. No, okay. Pull with a clock. Okay, no, so there's tons of them all. So I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and there's lots of Pokestops all over the place, especially towards, like, the university. Like, um, mm-hmm. But, well, like, sense. I'm I'm in, like, northeastern Raleigh, which is where, like, a lot of more wealthy kids live, like high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting there to be, like, you know, there's tons of schools around, so I was expecting there to be, like, a lot of stuff around schools and, like, uh, workplaces, and, like, I live in, or I work in a place called Research Triangle Park, which is, like, the technology research area in North Carolina, if not the East, it, they call it the Silicon Valley, or Silicon Valley of the East, not Silicon Valley, um, <laughs> Silicon Valley of the East, because it is that important to research technology, all that stuff, like, Cisco has a huge headquarters here in Raleigh, uh, if you ever heard of Red Hat, um, they're they're headquartered here in Raleigh, um, but there are really not that many Pokestops in Research Triangle Park, That's crazy. and so like I couldn't believe it. Now I will say this: there are crap tons of awesome Pokemon where I work, but there are no there's no way for me to get Pokeballs unless I drive right. out of my way to get them, and so oh, and I also don't want to pay for it. Right. Mm. So. I ran out of Pokeballs around 11 a.m. today uh, after catching probably, like, 30 Pidgey, like, 20 Spearow. Um, and I so I managed to catch a Scyther, like, four Bulbasaur. Um, Dude, I can't find any starters, and it's driving me up a wall. The, yeah. I have a really fun photo from this thing, and I'll probably put it on screen here. Uh, I was working at my lab bench, and I had Pokemon Go just sitting beside me when the servers were up. And uh, at my lab bench, you know, it's a stainless steel bench with a... It's a laminar flow hood to keep things sterile. And so I took this picture um, of the Bulbasaur just sitting and, like, jumping in the lab bench. And I was like, oh, that's not sterile. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) I took a picture posted on Instagram. I only saw the Paris that was in my fridge. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so... I've got to say, the worst thing that I've had was uh, Slowpoke outside the Church of Scientology. I just didn't know what to put no. on Twitter. I just <laughs> no. I knew it would just blow up and it would just get so much bad. Dude, the best one is all the pictures of people finding drowsy in the best places. Like, one of them was, like, just rolled out of bed and there's a drowsy. There can't, that can't be coincidence. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. stuff like well, no, that. So, so, really interesting thing. All the bug Pokemon I caught were in the greenhouses where I work. Oh, so, like, the Scyther... Oh, okay, my worst and best Pokemon story was our Pokemon Go story so far is I was in the greenhouses checking on some of the plants and I had the app on in my pocket and it vibrated so I pulled it out and I was looking at the, at the time I was looking at the pesticide like because we have to be careful which rooms we go in uh, just because if we don't want to cross contaminate if one room has one bug we don't want to bring it to another Right. and so I was looking to see what pests were in what room the room that had aphids uh, Pinsir was sitting on the sign with the aphids uh, with <laughs> where it says and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and I was I was just so excited. I didn't even think about taking a picture. So I would just swipe to try to try to catch it. And I hit, like, dead center. And it shook once. And then it popped out. And then he ran away. And I was like, oh, my God. It's the safari zone all over again. <laughs> Should have thrown a rock. I know, right? <laughs> I will say, to kind of sum this up, like, it's you can tell how great of a decision it was to make this game and how great it is already by the fact that so many people will not give up trying to play no matter how much the servers go down. 
We'll just comment online and be like, servers are down, but everyone will sit there and tell you when it's back. Everyone's trying every 30 seconds. Like, is it back yet? Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, this much frustration, most people would have given up by now. Yeah. Yeah. And the the places where people will be willing to actually play this as well. One image that's been circulating quite well is there's this woman in a hostel gown, in a hostel bed, and there's a ghastly staring I right at her. Oh, no. Yeah, she was in the hospital. That was hilarious. I saw that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Not a good sign, really, is it? No, <laughs> no. But uh, it was really funny. Um, oh, God, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and speaking of the... You know, people online posting about when the servers are up and down. And sorry, I've got something in my left eye, so uh, I'm going to be rubbing it a lot because it, it's burning. Um, anyway, so uh, like I said, PokeSteel um, is posting all that stuff. Like literally every 10 minutes today, um, Hostway was posting, you know, servers are down, servers are up, servers are down, servers are up. Every 10 minutes he was posting. Um, so it was great. And so this kind of segues into our next topic is there's another um, group, and we're not going to start naming names, so at this point we're going to keep everything anonymous for the sake of we're not trying to bash anybody with this next conversation. What we're trying to do is kind of open up a dialogue, hopefully between the different groups, and it's more, it's more than just two groups here. Um, so basically, and this is a pattern that seems to be repeating itself, um, it's so... When Amiibo first started becoming a big thing and Twitter was popping up, there were two groups that kind of handled the Amiibo news, letting people know when stuff was up for pre-order, when, you know, stuff was available, you know, all that stuff. And there were two groups. And they kind of... One did come out before the other and beat the other to the punch and getting everything up and going. And then this other group kind of came up and formed. And people were like, hey, why do we need this? We already have this other one. Um... But people signed up anyway because sometimes they post different stuff. Sometimes one would beat the other to the punch, and it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because you know competition is not a bad thing. But it kind of seemed like they were second to the punch, so it kind of seemed like they were kind of copying or trying to steal the thunder of the first group that was trying to do that. This is playing out, played out again and again with it's playing out with Pokemon Go and the you know different Twitter accounts that are doing that. And part of the problem with this is that. It's people are getting. Uh, they feel like their ideas are being stolen, and it's not that the people that are doing these things have the property, like own the property, own the ideas. That's not what this the issue is here. It's that people's essentially people's feelings are getting hurt, um, because like one side is not acknowledging that hey, this other group beat them to the punch, and. The, or if they do acknowledge that they beat them to the punch, they'll be like, oh, well, we had the idea months ago or whatever, you know, and it just, it doesn't, it, it isn't nice for either side, and it makes, within the community, with people that are involved within the community, people tend to take sides and say, oh, well, I side with this person, I think the other person's wrong, and what I'm hoping to do by talking about all this is that hopefully we don't have to pick a side, we can just say, hey, there's multiple options to go to for your sources for news, like updates, whatever. But, you know, in the end, I want to start a dialogue between these groups and be like, hey, you know what? Why don't they just work together? Instead of one side and just... If if both sides say... Or the second group that comes to the party says, hey, you know what? We weren't trying to step on any toes. We just wanted to do 
what the same thing, essentially. We don't think we can do it better, per se. Maybe we do. It doesn't really matter. But the, the groups need to talk to each other and communicate instead of one group throwing shade at another group and then the other group throwing shade back or whatever. Like, because that doesn't serve the community in yeah, any capacity. Really no disdain for that. There are no room for disdain in this community. Like, it's just not necessary. Yeah. No. We all want the same thing. Yeah, I mean, let's face it as well. The Amiibo community as, as a whole, really, at this point, is really good. I mean, there's not many toxic people. I mean, you will get the odd person who makes a ma uh, nasty comment or something like that. But yeah. on the whole, I mean, especially when you look at Twitter, when people share stuff, even if it's just like, I don't know, uh, Gunda Chris shares her latest custom, everyone shares it, everyone comments on it, they get news out because it's just like, you know what, we really like this custom, have a look at it. Well, yeah. Right. And then on top of that, um, sometimes, you know, and, and this is a, a prime example, um, like Kyle brought up before the podcast, he, you know, Kyle is really known for his Finn and Jake Toon Link. Um, and so, you know, Gondacris recently, well, why don't you tell us? This is your, your story to tell. Well, well, really what happened, Gondacris did the same thing. I mean, she made her own version of Finn and Jake Toon Link, which is totally cool. Um, we've all kind of acknowledged at this point in the Amiibo community specifically, in the custom community, I should say, specifically, that as long as you acknowledge the fact that if someone brings it up that they made it, like, no one really usually cares. I wasn't even concerned. Someone actually messaged me and was like, hey, you know, she did this. Is this okay? Should we be concerned? And I was like, totally not a big deal. Like, if you, I was like, if you bring it up to her, she'll be like, yeah, I, I know I didn't make this, but someone asked for it, so I did it, etc. Um, usually she'll throw praise, which I put praise on her post. I was like, this looks really nice. It really did. Um, I noticed someone actually did comment and bring me up, and she immediately said, like, oh, I understand. Like, no one's trying to take anyone's ideas. That's the best way to go about it. Um, she didn't say in way, shape, or form that she was like, hey, I came up with this. And at the end of the day, we can talk about it. So even if she did say that, and I said something, like, we communicate, and we realize there's no enemies, there's no one is upset. Yeah. It's just the world of customs, world of Amiibo. Yeah. Let's face it, sometimes just looking at another eye's work just can just in, be an inspiration. Oh, for I real? Yeah, idea. no kidding. Yeah, I mean, I got the idea for my uh, Bob Ross um, Bob Ross KK Slider. I got the <laughs> idea just because we were talk I was talking in the chat of Gone the Chris's stream, and everyone called her the, go uh, the Bob Ross of the Mebo. I just thought, <laughs> you know what, I've got to make a Bob Ross now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, exactly. And so, you know, in the past, there's been a few altercations with different artists where, like, one artist will do... And, and actually, we talked about this in episode one, where, you know, Gondacris had done her Cynthia and Geibel Rosalina custom, and it looked badass, and then the Game Changers came along and did something very similar. Um, and this was kind of earlier when the custom Amiibo scene was just kind of... It was around for a while, but it was hadn't really boomed yet. I don't think. And so, you know, the Game Changers came along and did something very, very similar, but they didn't say, they didn't say explicitly that, you know, they didn't come up with the idea. It was kind of implied that it was their idea to do it, and they'd very clearly gotten the inspiration from Gone to Chris. And honestly, you know, they, they said it was from another picture, which it looked, the picture looked just like the Amiibo that Gone to Chris did, but and so maybe they had the same source originally. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is 
people's feelings got hurt because they didn't one side didn't acknowledge that the other side had done it first kind of thing. Mm. And it really didn't, you know, and it ended up being fine, you know, everything got worked out in the end. But the the point is the communication if it had happened beforehand or like nowadays, you know, if somebody does something, they come up or in, and it's not their idea, 99.99% of the time they're going to be like, "Hey, I got this idea from so and so." And you know, it's it's not trying to it's not trying to create a community where we have to walk on eggshells around each other. It's about having an open communication and being able to say, "Hey, I'm going to do this, and I really liked this idea, but you know what? I really didn't come up with this. Somebody else got to it first. Um, like the Overwatch stuff. Like with Mordo, what you're doing, you know, you kind of did a different take on the ones you've done because you didn't just do Zero Suit Samus." Yeah. Um, like like AK Shop and Gondicris and Kick Ash and whoever else um, is working on those. And yeah, you know, there's all sorts the, uh, of traces and uh, Widowmakers, as as you were saying, made from Zero yeah. Thomas. Exactly. But you know, there's multiple sides to everything, and so you know, there the reason I wanted to bring this up today is because there's like this private group chat on Twitter going on with a bunch of the custom artists and a couple other people, uh, like. As I like to call them, community leaders, and there was this one group, or this one person who was not in the chat, that I don't think recently has been in the chat, um, because they typically don't respond when they are invited. Um, or it, I, anyway, point being, they weren't in the chat, and there was some stuff being said that was like, "Hey, this is one person said, hey, this is rubbing me the wrong way." They didn't credit us or credit me for what you know what I did. And they kind of came to the party late, and it just people's feelings were getting a little hurt, and you know it felt it it did seem like they were kind of trying to steal the other person's thunder a little bit, um, but the, instead of you know complaining about it behind closed doors, I'm not saying do it openly, but they those parties need to communicate, and so within the community amiibo community. And now Pokemon Go community, which we are not going to become the Pokemon Go podcast, but um, which apparently is already a thing, by the way. Um, Toys oh, for I'm Games sure. launched their new podcast, Gotta Watch Them All, which has to do with the Pokemon anime, Pokemon Go, Pokemon trading card game, like everything. Um, mm. So they're doing that. So go check out that podcast because I definitely will be as well. Yeah. Um, but so like you know these these communities all overlap and. Really, it just comes down to people need to talk instead of just, I hate to say it, being butthurt. Um, yeah, you know, no, you got on the head, man. Yeah. My, my fiance is over in the kitchen laughing because I said butthurt. She's could, good, be she, could be a tushy tantrum. Oh, oh, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> tushy tantrum. Uh, she goes... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, so point being, like, just talk. Like, communication is, like, key to making everything work in any sort of human interactions. And, yeah, that's that's basically all I really wanted to say about that is, like, the community... If you're... And also, if you're second to market, acknowledge that you have people that beat you to it. Don't, don't be Xbox and be like, we came up with it first. You know, sorry, Sony beat you to it. Um, and stop you know, acting like you have anything to gain from it, honestly. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, we're all a community you're trying to communicate because we love doing this stuff. That You're not going to get anything from it but the love of the community. 
yeah. and the communication from the community. Other than that, it's not like we're making money. Well, and so that that was like that's some of the concern is that some people are under the impression that some groups are in it more for the like the ad. You know, you do get paid for monetizing like ads, things like that. You Fair. know, yeah. And so people, it seems like these groups that aren't really being involved with the community leaders, as I call them, you know, that are kind of not involved in that are kind of and when they are invited they kind of opt out of deal, of dealing with us it seems like they're almost in it for the money rather than for the love of the stuff which irks those of us that you know don't make money off of it in any way right. um, <laughs> the wrong way sometimes and I'm not saying that that is the case it just that's kind of how it seems the vibe yeah it's when, the vibe when yeah. you isolate yourself, you create a view of self-profitability and ignorance of, or ignoring everybody else. And that's yeah. just... and, and I don't think that's intentional. With, with, the, with the groups that I'm referring to, I really don't think it's intentional because individually those groups slash people, whoever, you know, that I'm referring to will probably be able to infer who they are based off of listening to this. I have no ill will towards any of them. I really yeah. don't. No, um, I agree. And that's not what this what we're talking about here. We're not trying to create animosity. We're really not. We're just saying talk to each other and include yourself. You know, you can engage with your constituency and, you know, whatever you want to call them, your followers, subscribers, whatever. You can engage with them all you want. But then there is a whole other aspect of this community within the other people that are present in the community and very active and doing things similar to you, such as custom artists, you know, YouTubers, streamers, you know, what, whoever it is, if you don't engage with them as well, you're going to step on toes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you, and it, like we said, it, it sets up this vibe that you don't really want to be involved with everybody. You're in it for personal gain of some sort somehow. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't, again, I do not think is the case. I just think that's the vibe that's being given off. Um, all right. I think that's enough of that topic. Um went on about it a little bit longer than I intended to. Uh, sorry <laughs> for the all right. rant. Alright, so let's do some uh, little more exciting stuff. Um, oh, why don't... Okay, before we get into the Q&A with Mordo, what is everybody's favorite catch of Pokemon Go so far? Like, what, what you caught that you're, like, most excited about? I think my my favorite at the moment was a Magnemite. Um, mm. I caught a Magnemite. Uh, I think it was like CP 127. So it has your really high level one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh wow. man. Well, I was excited about that Ghastly. I was excited I found a Pidgeotto by itself and I was able to catch that. Um, but I'm getting so many basic Pokemon so far that there's nothing to jump out the door for. I'm proud of my Venonat and my other Pidgeotto who are super strong and holding off my gyms right now, one of which I'll probably never get back to because it's not close by. I was just there, and I was like, I'm taking this. But, yeah, no one's cool so far in my region. <laughs> All right, so I'm really proud of my Scyther, which was a CP150. Um, I was pretty happy with that. Um, however, that's not my favorite catch. My favorite catch is a CP-107 Oddish, and here's why. 
it knows, uh, I think, like, poison powder or poison sting or something like that, like some poison move. Poison powder. And then it knows Moonblast. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Moonblast, if if you guys don't play Pokemon, you know, yes, this is the amiibo, an Amiibo-based podcast, but we're kind of <laughs> off-topic today. Um, so Moonblast is a move that I believe only Diancie and Xerneas are able to use. It's a move typically reserved for legendary Pokemon, and obviously Mew could learn it if there was a TM for it. Um, it's a fairy-type move, and it's just absolutely ridiculously strong. Um, so this Oddish knows Moonblast for some reason. That's um, awesome. And so I was like, that's really cool. I don't know why, but, um, but it's <laughs> really, really cool. Smurgle. That's my That's my theory. <laughs> yep, something like that. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, my fiance's over there like, mind blown. <laughs> oh, she, oh, no, she's saying, sorry, her nerd alert is going off. She's going, nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, and so I was saying, I was telling her about you know, Pokemon Go because she's not really a huge video game person. Um, but she was saying that, you know, I was like, hey, this might actually motivate me to get off the couch and, you know, go out and exercise. And she's like, if you lose weight because of Pokemon, that's going to be really, really sad. I'm like, no, it's not. It's really awesome. Dude, my and... girlfriend's so excited. I'm like, I'm actually excited to go places. I went outside so much today, it's not even funny. But she was, she's, I thought, I was like, I don't know whether she's going to be frustrated or happy that I want to go places. She's like, oh, I'm stoked. I'm, you need to get out of the house for once. Yeah, well, I'm going to the beach this weekend, so I'm praying the servers are up, uh, so I can catch, like, a crap ton of Magikarp and... Shut you know. Yeah, well, mine's been working really nice lately. Like, it's just up and running in my well, house right now. So, like... Let's see if, I, if, let's see if mine's up and running again. Did you guys sign in with the Pokemon Trainer Club or with your Google accounts or what? Google, my account. Google account. And I'm very glad because if Pokemon Club goes down like it did earlier today around, like, 1 or 2, then you can't get in. And yeah. I, I tried to do the Pokemon Trainer Club, but it didn't work, so I went straight to Google. I was like, screw it. Um, I think one of the problems as well, we've got um, people have done, like, I think Evolos did a uh, PSA for, was obviously people need to be aware of where they're going. We've had, yeah. uh, was it Dar? Dar- yeah, the Darwin Police, Police Station. Station. Yeah. All I could think of was that is the perfect name because the amount of people who will walk into, walk into traffic or something... It's Darwinism. Survival it of the fittest. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and everyone turn your phones off in the car. Or at least just turn off Pokemon Go. Just it doesn't exist. You don't Or at least need just it. a driver. Everyone you're else right. is free Dude, to do it. I was driving, my girlfriend was sitting there in the passenger seat with the phone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just got to log in for the first time. Kyle, can you see what's on screen there? Dude, come on. There's none near me, and I yeah. want it so bad. There, there's a Dratini near me. Um, oh, and at GameStop today, there was a guy that told me uh, he went to a lake and there was a Dragonair. And he caught it. It's my fave. It's mine. Where is it? Like, that's the, if you could have one Pokemon, that's mine. I want a Dragonair, and it'll never evolve. I just want Dragonair. I want a Haunter. There's a... It was, my, it was always my favorite in Gen 1, and it's the one I, I like to sort of associate most with, because yep. first of all, it's Ghost, my favorite typing, and second yep. of all, like Haunter, I'm a bit immature, and I'll never grow up unless this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the comparison. That's a good analogy. 
All right, so I put on an I turned on an incense which I haven't tried yet, uh, because I really want the Stratini, and I have eight Pokeballs left. Oh, there's oh. a Poliwag. Sweet. Not to rub the salt in the wound, but I've got about two hundred and thirty. Yeah, I've got a hundred and some Pokeballs, like one twenty something, I think. How do you guys have so many? Well, we've got a lot of Pokestops in in where I live. And I to be honest, also... I'm not seeing that many Pokemon. So, all right, I caught my Poliwag. I love that I'm doing this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing near me right now, and I can't. I'm not buying an incense. I used all mine. Well, I had three. So. I know. And you get stuff for Pokestops, and I think you get stuff when you beat gyms too, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure I got a bunch of stuff when I took over the gym. So I got the best like thing to do as well is to catch a lot of multiples. Uh, so if you if you all you're seeing are Rattatas, catch them all, and basically when you transfer them to the professor, you get one more, in this case, Rattata candy, which yep. you can then use yep. to level them up or evolve them. I can't believe Magikarp takes 400 Magikarp uh, candies to get to a Gyarados. Makes yeah. sense, though, because you know when that thing evolves, it's going to be a beast. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be a monster. Also, I love, because I was, like, catching evolved Pokemon, like Kakuna, but they were only in, like, the 50 to 60s, and I was like, well, that's cool, considering most of the Weedles, and I found way too many Weedles, most of the Weedles I found are, like, you know, 10 to 15, but then when you evolve, because I evolved a Pidgey and it went up by 70-something points, I was like, that's really good to know. It's not worth keeping the other evolved ones you find. It's just worth evolving one you've already got, really. You find the best moves and abilities and roll with it. It well, that's somebody in the games, too. Well, right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting like, to find you know, out if, if there's shinies out there. Are they going to incorporate that? I doubt it. I Not, very much doubt it. I mean, maybe once they've got all the Pokemon in the world out. I mean, one thing I was really hoping they would do is once they have released all like the Kanto, Johto, like once all the Pokemon have been released or whatever, yep. make them cut... The, cut everything out and make them region specific. So like the US gets Kanto or, or maybe okay, Japan and Asia gets Kanto. Like Europe gets like Johto. The US gets whatever. Like in, make it very like certain countries, but make it so you can trade internationally over the internet. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was gonna say without the trading people would be in an uproar, but trading would be cool. It'd no, you gotta you gotta have the training. Or the trading, sorry. Um, yeah, but then that opens up the idea of that uh, is it GPS? Uh, the global Pokeswap thing uh, from the 3DS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People just can throw random Raditas to Japan and stuff. <laughs> That's true. True, true. Um, anyway, I think that... But they did say that Pokemon were going to be, like, locked to cer- certain Pokemon could only be found in certain areas kind of thing, so... Um, Based on the region or, like, the... Um, kind of the climate you're in. Like, I'm not going to find Rhyhorn anywhere near me, but my buddy lives in Colorado, and he's found Rhyhorn, he's found fire types all over, because he lives in the mountains. So, like, interesting. that makes sense. Although it's weird when I don't... I mean, I guess I live near one of the Great Lakes, but that's seriously, like, 40 miles, 30, 40 miles that way. Um, but I find water Pokemon near my house all the time, and there's no large bodies of water. Mm. I'm now trying to think if there are any Pokemon themed around Robin Hood, actually. <laughs> Since that's the only one of the main things my uh, my town's known for. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, why don't we rein it back in and get a little bit more Amiibo-centric. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, we all are obviously in love with Pokemon Go. I'm literally playing as we're recording this because I cannot oh, stop. Um, 
and bad addiction. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. But uh, I po- funny thing, la- last Pokemon Go related thing, last night I posted on Twitter saying uh, I can see tomorrow's headlines: hundreds dead, more injured due to trying to catch Pokemon while driving. <laughs> On the way to work. I've been waiting for that. There was a satire article about a kid getting stabbed for his belongings because he was walked into the wrong neighborhood while not paying attention while playing Pokemon Go. But I don't know if it was satire, but it looked like satire. I really it was hope it was satire. Um, yeah. Well, so, it was pretty I it was satire as well from what I read. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, so, okay. What was crazy about that is this morning, normally it's a 25-minute commute for me to work um, with usual traffic. This morning, hour and 15 minutes. Wow. And there were wrecks all over the place. It wasn't just like people were going slow. There were wrecks everywhere. And I was like, oh, God, is this because of Pokemon Go? <laughs> and, well, that okay, was... But, like, this morning, I, as I went around, like, you know, as I was driving into work, and then, like, at lunch, I, like, looked on the map and found a crap ton of gems and stuff. Oh, I just found a Magikarp. Sweet. Um... <laughs> Eh. One, one. Oh, continue your thought. Continue your thought. Oh, sorry. So the point is, like, all the gyms were already claimed. There was not a single gym anywhere that wasn't claimed already. And I'm like, how are people claiming these gyms? Like, I know a lot of people who played overnight because they couldn't stop. Oh, okay. A lot of people played overnight. Uh, the thing I noticed, though, that someone pointed out to me, if I can all of a sudden remember it because it kind of just dropped out of my head here. Um, great. Oh. Uh, high traffic with servers. They noticed that the worst times to play yesterday and today were definitely between 3 and 6 or 7 p.m. Like, oh. that is definitely the worst server times we saw, at least on my end and with my friends. It was real bad. And I was like, that actually is a good thing to point out because that is when people got out of work, out of school, well, I guess it's summer, but, you know, out of all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that could be a trending situation or issue. Yeah. That could definitely continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, so back towards Amiibo-centric. Um, Mordo, why don't you tell us uh, about how you started customizing Amiibo? Like, what what kind of got you going on that? Well, um, I've actually been painting and customizing for, for a good long time, actually. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I used to uh, play and customize 40K. Uh, so I've been doing that since I was 11, and I live right next to the UK headquarters for Games Workshop, so I'd be down there every weekend with my mates in Bugman Bar and painting and everything like that. It was always just a bit of fun. That's and sweet. then um, at one point for Christmas, I got myself a 3DS, and I noticed that on Facebook, a street pass group had turned up, uh, just basically where I lived. I thought, fantastic. Got there. And they were like, right, well, we're giving away Amiibos. Fantastic. Looked at it, and I just was so amazed. It looked, it, They just looked so fun. And I thought, I've got to try customizing these. The first one I made, which is probably one of my most popular ones, was my um, Portal-themed Mega Man. It was my first one. And I've never seen that. Dude, That's that is a, solid. What? It was, it was my first one. That is amazing. Look <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me make you full screen so that oh. people get, can see this. There we go. What the what the crap, dude? How have I not seen this? It was one of the first ones I actually did. Actually, I need that. 
<laughs> no. Like, okay, you combined two of my favorite th- things, Amiibo and Portal. Yeah. The worst thing was is that when this had first came out, uh, when Amiibo had, I'd actually just finished playing Portal 2. So that was where I got my inspiration for that one for. That's... That's... I, I need that. That's one of those game series that everyone slaps me in the face for every time it gets brought up because I have not played them yet. Dude, play Portal. Anyway, play that's all Portal. I hear. Play Portal. Play it. Every week now in the podcast, I'm going to ask you, have you played Portal yet? <laughs> Find a way. Um, you can probably get it dead cheap as well now. No, like, do you have a PS3? I have a 4. Do you have a, play, uh, a PC? I have a Mac. Okay, doesn't matter. You can download Steam. You can buy Portal. I'm doing everything I can to stay away from Steam. That's going to end my life. Okay. I just don't get Steam. No, okay. Get I'm Steam. No, no, no. Get Steam, but only download Portal and Portal 2, and then delete everything. <laughs> All right, we'll see how this goes. I'll have to keep you updated. You, you, need, you need to play Portal. You, you need to play Portal. It's <laughs> You don't understand. You have an aneurysm over here. I have, I have, well, okay, I used to have, like, every Portal shirt, I still have a Portal hoodie. Like, I love Portal. You don't understand. Anyway. I can honestly say as well, I, when I was playing Portal, I did have to actually have on my phone, my text message alert was one of the turrets going, hello, is anyone there? It just confused people every time it went off. It was <laughs> No, so the portal gun, when you fire an orange portal versus a blue portal, makes different sounds. Uh, that One of them, uh, I think it was the orange portal, was my text tone for a very long time. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then my email was the blue one. And so I could tell the difference. Right. Because mm, one was like a slightly higher pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, one's like... And the other's like... You know... Sorry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Jason, Jason theme music. Right. But yeah, when it comes to amiibo as well, I mean, currently, if we're talking about amiibo stats, currently I've got in my collection thirty-six customs, uh, twelve amiibo which are out of box, which are going to be converted, and then I think I've got about fifteen boxed. But again, they're probably going to be for custom orders. Um, I've got to say, a lot of the stuff I actually do as well now has been going to charity. Um, one of the things I do, especially with the Street Pass East Midlands, is I will do repaints or I'll do a custom which will go towards the special effects charity. Uh, the money we raise there, and that's for uh, gamers who have physical or mental disabilities. So mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff goes to charity or uh, Operation Supply Drop. I did a America-themed uh, Mario. Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and so one thing I've mentioned with the Amiglos, or not the Amiglos, sorry, the Amalgamibos is that uh, once they're both done, um, my goal is to have both of them done, and we're going to auction them off for charity. Um, in particular, we haven't really decided which one, Um but, you know, we've done No Kid Hungry in the past. We've done, uh, like you said, you've done special effects. Um, and there's all sorts of, you know, 
NGOs um, or nonprofits, Thank same you. thing. That's um, another one I did with uh, Mr. Ratata. Um We donated to St. Jude's Hospital in um, in America, mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, nice. but like St. Jude's is great. Uh, the American Red Cross is uh, one that um, Amiibo Steel, I think, was doing some stuff with recently. Um, there's also the Amiibo community does loves doing charity stuff, uh, which yeah. is great. Um, another reason why this community is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with the Amalgamibos, my goal is to, you know, have people vote which one they want, um, you know, which one which one they like better or whatever. So, you know, and so I tried to get some really awesome artists from each one. Um, or for each one. So, like, the first one we had Gone to Chris, a.k.a. Shop, Kick-Ash, uh, Mr. Space Heater, a.k.a. Kyle, uh, Evilos, uh, Xanark and Sky, I think I said the Game Changers already, uh, myself. I'm working on both, actually, since I'm organizing the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, who am I forgetting? I said Kick-Ash, right? Mm -hmm. on the second one. Uh, there's myself. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've got, actually. Uh, clearly, better Amiibos. Yes, they're... Um, they're the guys that do the resin molds, so I'm really excited to see what they come up with for their piece. Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, Assaultus? Assault oh, the guy who does a lot... Um, he does a lot of zombie Amiibo, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Assaultus is doing a piece. Uh, oh, my God. Um, TJ, who is on level 11 or 12, I think. Um, he does he custom, does conquest. custom conquest. Yeah. yeah. So TJ, uh, I'm trying to think, and I'm blanking out on who else. Oh, Nomads and Micus Collections. Um, so Nomads and Micus Collections, and that's everybody for that, I think. Yeah. Um, if I forgot one, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I've got, got a lot of customizers and moving around in here, but uh, mm -hmm. the, with the fact that Micus is involved, I don't, I'm terrified to see what's going to happen. Um, but it's, I'm sure, and then Assaultus is going to do something crazy, I'm sure. But I'm really excited to see how it turns out as well. But they're going to be totally different, um, and they're going to be completely unique, and they will never be too the same, ever. It's so sweet. It's so right. sweet. And I think, I think from what I can imagine. I mean, you'll be able to tell when you look at them who did what, and everything just sort of meshes together. It's completely mm. different for each part. No two pieces the same. Yeah. And you can just tell, as I said, who did what and why it stands out so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, um, you already know this. Um, Kyle does not... Um, we're doing... Or, so... Okay, so I'm trying to think of how to say this without giving something away. Uh, Mordo and Gondacris have the same type of piece okay. to work on. <laughs> gotcha. um, and so it's kind of like, well, who did it better kind of thing. Um, and so when I told him that Gondacris did the, the same type of piece that he's doing, he was like, oh, well, I've got a really kick butt then. Um, and so, <laughs> whoever does what I did is gonna blow it out of the water because I thought it was nice, and then up against everybody else's, I'm like, oh, there's just a little more I could have added, just a little more. I mean, as soon as Mason had basically said to me, 
you know what, uh, I'm getting a few artists together, we're going to do this, I, I jumped at the opportunity, to be yeah. honest. It was like, right, all those sort of thing. And it's like, right, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. And I did it. I just started working on it. It was like like 2 o'clock in the morning, something like that, when he, when he contacted me. And I got up and I was like, right, I'm doing it now. And I sent it to <laughs> straight away. It's like, right, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? Nice. Yeah. No. So his... I, I I'll say this. I think he beat Gonda Chris. Mm. Um, mm. Personally, for, for the, currently the one I would choose between the two, if it was based on that single piece right. alone, I would pick his. I'm excited. So, just because... Okay. I really like the the style choices he made. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But okay. uh, I did show last episode the second amal- Amalgamibo is is Mewtwo, so um, might as well say the first one is also Mewtwo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're both Mewtwo's. So they, that's the first time I've confirmed that one way or the other. So the Amalgamibos are Mewtwo's, and the reason we chose Mewtwo is because the pieces that come apart are fairly easy to work with. Um, they're fairly large, with the exception of the right arm, which is you know like this, and then the other hand's like this. Yeah. Um, but they will be glowing, but they will be glowing differently than the Mewtwo I've done in the past. Um, and so I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm working very closely with clearly better Amiibos for their piece is because their piece and my piece are going to have to work together. Um, nice. Work, and it's a different piece that will glow than the piece that uh, is going to glow in Amalgamibo 1.0. Gotcha. Um, so it's, you know, different pieces are going to glow on each one. So it's going to be very exciting. Um, do we have any other questions for Mordo? Um, what's do your you commission? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry? Do you commission for people if they were to ask I for do. something? I um... do. I do. I do do commissions, and um, I do ship internationally as well. Nice. So if anyone... I, I find a lot of the people who are interested, like from America and uh, Mexico, for example. So I've sent about 30, 30 odd Amiibo, probably to America. Nice. I think my favorite ones I actually did, which were from America, which wasn't a commission, it was more of a gift, were to two of my favorite uh, YouTubers, which was Gaijin Goomba and MatPat both from the Game Theorists. Yep. And I knew, because he he gushed about it when the Shovel Knight Amiibo came out, I made the Gaijin Knight. So, oh, and it was a it was a labor of love, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he got it on the stream. I was in one of his streams when he got it, and he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's think great. anyone anyone will be the same as well. Whenever you do a custom and someone receives it, that either that look on their face or when they message you, it's the best thing. The best thing to to hear someone's happy with it. For real. Yeah. Um, so we do you do take commissions. Well, you're about to have to send another one to the U.S. Uh, because I'm going to need that portal Mega Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the other thing is if you can. Is is it clay that you modeled everything with? Um, I actually use two different things. I use Milliput and uh, green stuff, which is a two-part proxy. Okay. I, mean, I buy it's basically this sort of stuff, and I buy like like hundred centimeters at a time. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I, I ask is because 
I would really want to make it glow. Um, oh. In particular, I want to make the, the tip of the gun glow. And really, <laughs> I would love to do a blue and orange, but that's not going to happen. Um, not enough space, is that? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, that's, that's like this wide, and the gun is like half, not even half that. Um, but, you know, I think we could, I think we could work something out, figure something out somehow. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I have to have that. Um, <laughs> could always do it behind the eyes or something. There's enough uh, room in his head. Because um, one of the things I did, I did an orange and um, orange and blue eye because of Glados and Wheatley. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking more of because of the different portals, but yeah. that works too. Um, sorry. Oh God, dang it! Come on, there's a slow poke. You're popular over there. Um, it's me oh, trying dude. to. Ca- you have an incense. Yeah, I activated. I am just missing this. There we go. Okay. I have 4% battery left on my phone. So, Zubats still show up as much as they do in the game. It's kind of, Sometimes it's kind of ridiculous. But they are hard to aim at. I don't know if I'm alone in that, but maybe it's because they're oh, flying. Oh, 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 oh. Do you guys know about spinning the Pokeball and yes. throwing a curveball? Yes. I, I've, I do that all the time now, basically, because I tend to find that when I try and flick it with my left hand, it always goes to the left. So I put a right spin on it, and it goes nice. in my direction. Well, okay, so does it actually do anything? It does. It depends on how hard you throw it, or this is from my experience, depending on how hard you throw it when you've got a spin, it will curve it. Huh. But okay. again, if you throw too hard, it has a less effect, but if you throw right. it too light, obviously you're not even going to reach the Pokemon that you're throwing at. Done that a couple of times. Yeah. You go to flick it and it just kind of falls in front of you, and you're like, that was kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Or when it doesn't freeze as well, so you've got a new Pokeball, you've let go of your finger, and you've basically just dropped the ball. Yep. 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 Um, like, I, it just took me three Pokeballs to catch Slowpoke, and that's unacceptable. Um, <laughs> I but I'm level, six, I'm level 6 now, so yay! Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Uh, that gym that was having glitch issues has been taken. But it's my team, so I'm just going to add to it instead of... Oh, what taken. team are we on? Mystic. Yellow, blue, or... Sorry? I'm Mystic, I'm blue. I'm, uh, I'm yellow. Team Instinct. I'm yellow. Team Instinct. I yeah. almost did, but I, I had to do Mystic. Okay. Here, I have a theory, and okay, we're basically turning this into the Pokemon Go podcast for the <laughs> night, so sorry. It's just so good. Always oh, one of the biggest things that's out in the moment. You've got to talk about it. But plus, there's nothing going on with Amiibo right now. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, okay, yeah, so make sure you go out and get your Splatoon Amiibo tomorrow. And Oh, yeah. that, that actually, that is something I need to mention. Um, I went to the GameStop and asked them how many they were getting in of each one. My GameStop is getting two of each, and one of which, one of each is pre-ordered already. Oh, I'm going to Target then, because no yeah. one apparently shops at my Target. Well, so apparently they short stocked wow. at least it at least it, and the GameStop that I went to is my main GameStop, and they usually have minimum of six per character. Reason. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, no. So my GameStop is pretty pretty busy, and mm-hmm. you know they usually get four to six of each character. They're getting two of everything. Tomorrow. That's crazy. And so I'm like I told him I was like you know I'm not even gonna bother coming in. They're like we understand because I didn't I didn't pre-order so I didn't either. You know, this I didn't won't be out for another week so we'll see. 
um, and I'm not even going to be able to go in until after work. And actually, I'm not even going to be able to go in then because I'm leaving for the beach tomorrow after work. So mm. I may well, not get these. You might find something like in the local beach town if you've got one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want Kelly Marie. If I don't get the other three, I I think I'll get over it. But well, I I want all of them, but I want one, at least one set of each for inbox, and then I want doubles. And I'm probably gonna make them glow for myself, um, because the bioluminescent inklings that I did for the charity auction, I did not keep a set of those for myself, and I really wish I had. Um, yeah, so. I wish I kept one of those Neon Sonics too. So I feel you. Yeah. Yep. I I bid on that by the way. I I think I was the first I think how much did he go for? Like eighty some dollars or something like that? It was seventy or eighty something. Yeah, I bid it up. I was I was the second to last person to not win it. Um Nice. So like I, I got outbid last second. I had the second highest bid. I was like, really? Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Can I uh, am I right in saying it was Zanakin Sky as well who did her own custom um Kaliamari? Yeah, I, I think believe, I believe her. It was it. either her. Uh, Samuel Paintress did a bunch of uh, a bunch of Splatoon amiibo. Yeah, but I can't remember. It was either it was either Xanark and Sky. And then eventually Pixel Kali did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Pixel Kali did a bunch. I was thinking it was AK, but I knew it wasn't. Um, but mm. I think AK has done a couple as well, custom yeah. inklings. But yeah. Um, I think I think to be honest, I think I would rather have those with the new chips inside, just because I, I don't know why I like the poses better. Yeah, I mean the customs looked great considering what you know they were God, yeah. customs, but right. like I want. So what I would want to do is take the new amiibo and send them to like Pixel Collie and be like, do your thing. Did she say? And just see what she does, and that—that's what I would want. Yeah. Her paintbrush, though, I just gotta say, yeah. <laughs> spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I was really waiting for somebody to be like, uh, "I want to commission like a custom, you know, ink brush, like inkling," and someone literally just snap off like a paintbrush and just put it in the hands. <laughs> yeah, I've, I was thinking someone would have to do that, and then obviously you're seeing people actually sculpting it and then adding the blob of paint on. That works too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, so I think I don't really have much else for tonight. Um, we kind of we kind of just you know talked Pokemon Go most of the game, most of the night because it is that good of a game and it is. And you know what's funny? Remember all the reviews that were coming out before it came, before it actually got released, like the betas, and people were like, "Oh, it's so glitchy, it's terrible, or whatever." Like, yeah, it's really, really glitchy. But that's but... what the beta's for, so they can eventually get rid of the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And like, they. So my biggest thing is they need to make it so you can set a home and an office, so you can set your locations, and like, like by saying, "Yes, I live at this address." And I work at this address. You get to have a Pokestop set up at your house and at your office. That would be nice. I wish. I wish you could assign Pokestops. Yeah. But so that's that is that is my one know. big like. They want why you is this... <laughs> But well, okay. So so how about this? Make it so you have a Pokestop there, but make it so you only get like one. Like there's only like one or two Pokemon that ever show up there. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I think with the Pokemon, it's not so much the Pokemon stop where the Pokemon spawn at. 
I think what would probably be with the poker stops, you can only use them once every five minutes. If you set your own, I reckon 12 hours or something like that. Every uh, reset, because I mean, That's you're going to spend true. a lot of time at home or a lot of time at work. I mean, a lot of people, it's like nine hours a day. You, you don't need to swipe it more than once, do you? Once you're at work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, I don't know, contact write a letter or something. Find a way. Every town should have one, at least one. Like, if yours doesn't, that's just cruel. Yeah. I cannot wait until we see the events, though. Like, when there was that Super Bowl trailer, they showed Mewtwo turning up in, was it Times Square? Yeah, yeah. it was Times Square. Yeah. I would love to see that happen near, like, mm-hmm. Nottingham Castle. We've got, um, like, I don't know, Mewtwo suddenly appearing, you appearing, uh, okay. Lugia, something like that. It would I, be have, I have a theory. I have a theory. And it is nothing but that in complete speculation. You So for those of you that haven't gotten to level 5 yet, when you hit level 5, you pick a team. Um, and you can choose currently Team Instinct, Team Mystic, or Team Valor. Team Instinct is Zapdos. When you tap on it, Zapdos comes up behind it. When you're Team Mystic, Articuno comes up behind it. When you're Team Valor, Moltres comes up behind it. I, I, think, I think what's going to happen is they're going to... and Okay, before I get into that, I think the way events will happen is they'll be like, hey, there's going to be a an event for this legendary Pokemon in your area. Here's the date. You have 24 hours. If enough people beat it, then anybody that fights it will get it. That's the general format. What I think they're going to do is, depending on what team you chose, your they know who's chosen what team. They know how many people are in what areas because it accesses your GPS constantly. Yeah. So in your area, let's say like 60% of the people that have chosen a team have to beat said legendary Pokemon. So like Team, team Instinct, which is the yellow team, which is what Mordo and I chose, in our area certain, or maybe not even in our area, but worldwide, certain percentage of people on that team have to defeat Zapdos. So we will get Zapdos because we're the yellow team, and Zapdos was like our logo. You will get team, or you're, you'll get Articuno because you're the team mystic, right? Yeah. And then the team with Moltres, Team Valor, will have to fight Moltres. And then we have to trade in order to get the other ones. Or... I'm questioning if they will ever let... I'm, I'm sure they will. It seems kind of crazy to not bring trading into a Pokemon type of game. Well, they already said they're going to allow trading. They already said they're going to do that. Oh, they did say they're going to implement that eventually? Yeah, they are going to implement that eventually. Um, but what I'm thinking they're going to do is... Okay, so maybe I'm wrong with the fact that only one team gets one bird or whatever, but I'm thinking initially, like, maybe your team gets yellow and then they make it you have to choose the other team another team you can't choose the yellow team again in my case in Mordo's case you have to you have to choose team mystic or team valor and it switches and so you switch teams and like maybe there's rewards for the teams that have the most like you maybe you like let's say like team valor really shows up and like gets like 99% of the people that are level 5 team valor beat Moltres or whatever like Ew. Like, yeah, so what you're saying is it's a Pokemon Go version of uh, Splatfest. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. 
And I like I'm not saying that's what they're gonna do, but I'm saying that would be really interesting if they did do it that way. That's the most thought out thing I've heard in theory so far about any of this, so Well, I formulated that when we were at GameStop because I was like, why would we have Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres as our logos? Right. Um Oh, and here's what I was thinking is Oh god, I just came up with an even better idea. Okay. So everybody every team, no matter who you know, everybody gets all the birds eventually, but what if the team that, like in the first, like maybe you fight all three, and as long as the team that's assigned to that legendary beats it, everybody in the world gets it, as long as you're on a team. And then, so like, you know, as long as the yellow team beats Zapdos, everybody in the world gets Zapdos. I will say that I wondered about the team switching (laughs) thing. Um, but I wondered if that was when the Johto rounds came out, because you know eventually they're going to update it with Johto Pokemon included, if then they'd be like, now you choose Entei, Suicune, or... Uh, yeah, yeah. Raikou. Raikou. Yeah. So, but here's the best part. The team that has the best showing from their group of people, you know, gets to then represent the world in fighting Mewtwo. Oh. That'd be sweet. And so that's the team that gets to fight Mewtwo, and if they lose, then the whole world is screwed until round two. Maybe. Like, it, it raises... Like everybody out like that. Well, no, but it's not... You're not being left out, because if you don't do your part, it's the whole world working together. And so, like, if you don't pull your weight and do your part, then it could potentially... Like, it, make it so it is as close as... If one person doesn't show up, nobody gets it temporarily and be like, you get a second chance. Or maybe make it so, like, if, you know, let's say the Team Moltres or the Team Valor uh, wins, like, going with the same example before, and they have the most people, like, show up and beat Moltres, they get a shot at Mewtwo. Um, and if they win, then everybody gets it. If they fail, then it's Team Articuno's turn. And if they fail, then it's Team Zapdos's turn. And then if everybody else fails, then it's, like, everyone go at once. That'd be sweet. I'm what about excited. that? They just need more official info. Yeah. Like what? they need to officially launch the game first. Real. <laughs> <laughs> and fix the freaking server issues, dear lord. Um, I don't think I don't understand how they didn't anticipate this being like the biggest game to come out in years for smartphones. Yeah, it's only like the most realistic version of the game we've been wanting in forever. Since Colosseum. Your town is Palatown. Yeah. Let's face it. Ever since, like, Pokemon Colosseum, the one thing every Pokemon player has wanted is an MMO, real-world Pokemon game. And now we became freaking characters. Like, it's perfect. And also, it's kind of epic. When I'm walking up to the gym the second time, my gym that's closest to me is the Water Tower. And it's kind of, like, daunting, man. I was, like, looking up at the water tower like I was going to be up there even though I'm not going to be standing on the ground next to it. But I was like, that's my gym. This is going to be sweet. It's going to build you up. I was getting all excited. I was 12 all over again. Yeah. No, and I think that's why I love this game so much is, like, it's bringing back the, like, that nostalgia factor, but it's also doing it in a new way. Yeah. And I'm petting my cat over here, by the way, off screen. My cat's right here. Um... Funny now bring enough. on the amiibo support. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Funny enough, her name is Evie. Yes, after the Pokemon. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
From that from that colour, she must have uh, must have been friendly at night. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't hear you over uh, the fact that when I picked my cat up, it pushed the button on here and decided to play uh, the opening theme from um, the last podcast in my ear. So I couldn't hear anything you were saying. Oh no, I was making an Umbreon joke because of because it's a black cat. No, I was gonna name her Umbreon. Best part, she was born on Halloween. But my mom was like, nobody knows what Umbreon is. I'm like. Well, and she's black and orange. Like, she is literally exactly what Umbreon should be. If it yeah, was yeah. okay. This is Evie, guys. Evie, say hi. She's purring like none other right now. <laughs> she's also 17. Holy cow. Wow. Really quite, really <laughs> yeah, quite old for a cat, isn't it? Yeah, she's pretty old, and she plays like a freaking kitten. Um, yes, hi. Hi, Creeper. Um, I call her Creeper because she'll just stand there and knead whatever she's standing on and just stare intently at you. <laughs> uh, fun um, fact about Eevee in Pokemon Go. Did you hear about evolutions with Eevee? No, I don't. I don't know. How does that work? Uncontrolled. You cannot decide what it evolves into. You just so it is, get what random. you are given. It is random. Oh, I like awesome. That. I love uh-huh. that. I, that's what I was hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I was hating the idea of was possibly if uh, you had to buy the stones. Because you knew that. I was yeah. thinking it was going to be one of these things. It's either going to be super, super rare from uh, Pokestop, or you could buy the stones for two dollars. <laughs> right, I was thinking the same thing. So yep. I like the random. Me thing. too. Well, so how are they going to handle like? Has anybody caught an Abra yet? Yeah. Has anybody evolved it all the way to Alakazam, or do you have to trade him? I don't actually know the answer to that question. Hmm. These are the important questions for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. we, we've tangented. We, this this has been. Uh, we'll, we'll do the outro now. Um, all right, all right, guys. I'm Mason, aka Amigos, and I'm Kyle, aka Mr. Space Heater, and I'm Mordo, aka Mr. Mordo85. And we are scanning out from the Pokemon Go podcast level sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Touch Faith Podcast, level 16. Later, guys. (laughs)